I think if, this yeah. surmises like everything that we've talked about. Surmises. Yeah. New word from me. You're welcome. Surmise. Surmises is just like summarize, but like surmise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you, Therese. <laughs> you suck. Surmise. <laughs> I hate you. That Someone word... who couldn't say summarize. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this. It's like this meme that I saw that she was reading a book that said emerge, but she read it as Ermagerd. <laughs> Something I would do, honestly. I cooked some chicken and I didn't put my... I didn't turn my exhaust on. Oh, no. And my room smoked. Was it hot box? (laughs) Yeah. And the fire extinguisher turned on. The fire alarm. The the, fire alarm. The fire alarm. (laughs) And that was so dramatic. And I was wrong. (laughs) That was how bad it was. Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of Living Original. It's currently 9.12pm right now and you're with me, Therese Ibanez. And Bea Salcedo. And on today's episode, we actually have a special guest with us. And she's also a 20-year-old communication major. And she's no other than Bianca Ermac. Woo! Yeah! Yeah, I'm finally on the show! (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me to this wonderful show. (laughs) Shout out to my mom. <laughs> okay, so Bianca, we actually have a special way of starting out our episodes and actually want to ask you a question. Okay. Which we'll also be answering throughout the duration of the podcast. Okay. Okay. So, back when you were in campus, I understand that you were living alone. You don't want to call it dorming, so you were condo yes. <laughs> I don't know how to say that, but yeah, you were living alone yeah. in your own and I just want to ask you, um, how how was it living by yourself? And I don't know, just what's the dynamic of handling your own, I guess, time, handling your own resources and, and all of that hmm. jazz? Um, actually, living alone was really a different experience for me because it was kind of a quote-unquote forced independence, you know? It was like um, moving from the province. I I live in Bacolod. Like, I grew up in Bacolod all my life. And um, I just moved to Manila to study in Ateneo. And it was a whole new world for me. You know, a different language, uh, different cultures, different people. Um, I didn't even have family on weekends. You know, how some dormers, they would, like, go home to their families on weekends it was just all me, even on the weekend, even on some holidays. Yeah, and I only got to really go home to Bacolod on like the long holidays, like Christmas, um, Holy Week. It's different for everybody. Living alone is difficult for some. For some, it's also liberating. But for me, it was such a learning experience, you know. I've been living alone for around two years um, not even, but okay. <laughs> um, get super emo. Get sad because not of the even. quarantine. <laughs> but like, I already learned so much about myself um, because I spent so much time alone. I got to really discover things about me that I never kind of really got in touch with before. You know, things yeah. like things that I was I'm actually passionate about or um, attitudes that I have. 
you know, it was in college that I kind of discovered that I'm not as extroverted as I thought I was. I'm kind of actually introverted, and that's interesting to me. So, since you're from, you're originally from Bacolod, and you mentioned earlier that you grew up there, you went to school there. I want to ask how the jump from Bacolod to Manila is is pretty geogra- I would say like geographically intimidating. Yeah. So I just want to ask how how that was for you just moving into um unfamiliar place because I think a lot of people especially um people who are just entering into college and then they're going to be living by themselves. I think that's that's something that I don't know just needs to be exhausted. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. I get that. I mean I said this in multiple like conversations with friends, like how for kids that grew up in Manila or in like Metro Manila, the dream for university is to study abroad. But for kids that grew up in the province like me, the dream is to study in Manila. So Ateneo has always been that dream for me. Like as cheesy as that sounds, you know, it's it's my dream school ever since I was a kid. And I guess that fear of moving alone to Manila is wasn't as magnified as it could have been because I've been expecting it my whole life and I've not just been expecting it but also looking forward to it I knew I would be alone <laughs> I knew I would have to mature quicker when I study in Manila so that was that for me but when I initially moved to Manila or even to Katipunan in general, just it was it was overwhelming in a sense that I actually made it. It was an exciting experience for me. Like, wow, these are my dreams actualized. I remember the first few weeks, and every time I'd walk in campus, I'd like get teary eyed because I'm that Aww. sentimental girl. <laughs> I'd get teary eyed. Oh, I get that. Right? I get that. Like yeah. because oh, this is it. Oh my goodness, I'm actually here. Yeah. Even as a sophomore, I would still get teary eyed. And like the adjusting phase for me honestly wasn't that bad because what made it tolerable was having Bacolod friends study in Ateneo as well. Mm, So I didn't completely feel alienated from it. Although there were so many cultures that were so new to me, like just the way people talk to each other, the way they'd react to certain uh, instances, it was just so weird. Would you like to to give an example? Um, I don't know, like simple things like finding out that my friends don't actually know how to peel a shrimp or a crab <laughs> open. That was so weird to don't me. Don't judge like, Bianca. I don't know how to I'm peel a crab. I'm just laughing here because so I don't know how. I don't yeah, know how to I know. Peel I already crab. know that, guys. Cause like, but I know how to then, peel a shrimp. Just, yes, I know how to peel a shrimp. I just don't there. know how to crack open the crab. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. My, just getting my idea of just cracking a no, crab I'm is not. like throwing just... it against the wall and waiting until it cracks open for me. <laughs> or waiting for my dad to finish like cracking can, his own crab. You can get wounded. <laughs> That's true. If you crack yeah, the yeah. crab, you can get wounded. So... And like honestly, you, like the but you don't. The know. cracker looks very intimidating. That's why I don't use it. <laughs> you use a cracker. I don't, I don't even use a, a cracker for the for the claws thing. Yeah. What do you yeah, do? You just kind of what? Pano, pano. Bite with your teeth. <laughs> like, bro, news to me. For real. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys need oh to come my to Bacolod ASAP. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, just things like that. It was so weird to be adapting to those cultures i see i see Uh, but then like eventually when the when the hype i guess kind of eased away 
that's when the homesickness kind of started kicking in. It was also around the time that I didn't really have that many friends in college, you know. Mm-hmm. I had blockmates, but we weren't that close. And it was kind of the time where everyone was kind of just grasping their fingers at who are my college friends going to be? Who is my college workada going to be? And I was kind of left in the middle that I didn't know where to belong in a sense, I guess. And yeah. other than that, I felt that I had left something so good behind mm, in yeah. Bacolod. I felt like some I left something unfinished in Bacolod. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm I will admit that it did take a dip. You know, mm-hmm. I I didn't really know anybody. You know, I was kind of just still hanging out with my Bacolod friends who also studied in Ateneo. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, my Bacolod friends started having their own college barcadas, and I felt left behind. It was tough to say the least and honestly i had a talk about it actually with my brother because he also studied in ateneo he was the one who planted the dream in my head (laughs) and i asked him i was like um at what point in your college life did you find your true friends and he told me honestly around sophomore year and junior year and i was like oh interesting interesting. just would you say the same for you my star souls (laughs) continuation when he told that to me I was like okay so you know I still have some hope of finding friends you know I'm like a (laughs) freshman (laughs) I did go through like to anybody listening right now that kind of feels like they are kind of experiencing a season of drought with friendships tough it out because patience goes a long way I experienced that for a year or even more than a year. It never really clicked until the middle of second year, the middle of sophomore year. What I realized from that experience also was I had to put myself out there. You know, friendships Mm, don't just kind of come to you. Friendships are formed and efforts are made (laughs) to get the best things in life sometimes. So... Like, if you're in college and you're struggling with friendships, you know, if you have any friends there that you kind of want to cast your fishing net to and, like, reel them in, you know, maybe ask them to study with you after class. <laughs> no! No! I'm so soft. No. Ask them to um, I think that's the best way. I think that's the best way to get friends. But you know what? Go. An interesting thing is in college, it's actually a lot easier to make friends, I've noticed. Like, once you put yourself out there. Yeah. Because everyone just, everyone's just doing the same thing. Everyone's just studying. Everyone's just trying to, to survive their ACADs, basically. That's true. So, you just have to find that common thing and then kind of build on those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like, honestly, for the first few months that I felt so... I don't want to say alone, but I was. Uh, I honestly spent so much time. Like, even my best friend would tell me that I just spent so much time in my condo. Like, after class, I'd go to my condo and stay there the entire night. Like, second sem, second year, Bianca could never imagine. Now we come knocking at your door at 9pm in the evening. <laughs> I know, like, the savings she had. Do you guys know that meme? It's like, um... Me asks why I don't have friends, but also me, like, after class ends, I just run out the door. That was me. That was me also. So, like, 
looking back, it I was also kind of the reason I didn't have friends. But that is yeah, so it's, it's true. It's a learning thing. And like I kind of just had to get out of that mindset that I had that oh no I don't belong here oh no, I kind of looked for telltale signs that I was like oh, I think I would fit into this friend group because oh my gosh same same <laughs> because, same same I was kind of forcing everything right? but like the best friendships are the ones you don't force that's so true and like honestly I for for like the longest time I was just waiting and waiting and waiting mm-hmm. for something to click. I was just like, yeah. something has to click. It's gonna click, then I'll know it's my friend group. It's gonna click, then I know she's like a friend for life, like a soul sister. Honestly, what I learned from trying to find friends in college is, yeah, again, what, I, what we kind of talked about also was like, just step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to learn new things from new friends and learn new things about yourself even. I love how it sounds like over the course of two years or not even... You've gone through so many experiences that I'm sure has that I'm sure have taught you tons about yourself, about adulthood, and just life in general. Yeah. And I guess something I wanted to ask you was, what has been the best thing you've learned out of those almost two years? The best thing that I've learned from living alone is that I have complete autonomy over the time and the things and the actions that I do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day. I still choose to do the thing or the things that help me grow and not things that would waste my time or not yeah. things that would destroy mm, my I body. But I still choose things that help me grow. Like, I love staying home in my condo to learn new recipes. I love riding the jeepney to UPTC and just getting my nails done by myself. Because I can. Because I have that time. I have that autonomy over myself. Those are things that water this little seed. What I learned from living alone is that this is the beginning of something big, you know? Yeah. Maybe, possibly, from this point on, mm. I will live alone for the rest of my life. Even after college. Yeah. When I find a job and things like that. So now, I want to start building a strong foundation for when I am older. I don't mm-hmm. want to be wasting my time. Mm, yeah. I, I don't want to be destroying my body and my soul. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. I love that because it kind of just gives a picture of how you just really grew into yourself. And I feel like a lot of a stereotype people have about living alone is that it's lonely. And you just kind of sulk yeah. with yourself. But I love how you gave the perspective that it's not. And that it's just such, such a time to know who you are and... Kind of discover your personality, I guess. So, yeah. Oh, I'm a tita. <laughs> I love your answer. It's just the right amount of tita with a sprinkle of crack and friends. College. Like, yeah. I know. After hearing Bianca's story, the ups and downs, you know, the struggles and the fruits of living alone, we we want to talk about a, a specific topic for our um, episode today. It's actually about independence. So we wanted to expound on that idea of independence. Not um not how most young people, I would say, not how most young people would view independence, but I guess in a sense um, where independence is really viewed from 
um, a mature I would like to say a mature perspective but that's up to you to decide um, how you how you take whatever we say so um, I want to talk about independence in terms of time um, I think uh, as young adults you know we're in our 20s yay happy birthday Therese as 20 year olds um, <laughs> I, 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 I can't say that we can be fully financially independent from our parents we're at least at this um, stage in our lives, we're still, uh, what do you call it? They pay for, our, they pay for our schooling. Mm-hmm. They pay for, I mean, our dorms. Or for our needs. And, they still kind you know, of our provide needs, for Yeah, our basic stuff. needs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, as young people, we have to capitalize on what we have. So I think um, what we have right now um, is time. That's like the prime of our of our um yeah mm-hmm. of this stage yeah, of adulthood exactly. at least. And just touching on um being independent or rather responsible um in spending our time. I think we need to uh, really think of independence as not a reckless kind of freedom, but being responsible in knowing our yeah. boundaries and capabilities when it comes mm-hmm. to spending our time. And I think um in Bianca's story she kind of touched on um, she kind of touched on the topic of friendships and how um, she struggled with finding friends and just waited for those moments where it would um, click and she would know that, oh, wow, these are my people. And I think that's one of the simplest examples of how we can be responsible with our time. I know it kind of seems like a far off topic, but she mentioned um, just hitting up someone and asking them for dinner or something or studying out <laughs> or to study to or study. to study yeah study for sure. more specifically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think that's one of the simple ways we can really be independent with their time you know you know we want to know someone we want to gain friends and substantial friends yeah, that's so, so true. why not just take ownership of our time and not just yeah. you know not just waste it as bianca said in her story but really make use of it for something that we want and again it's not reckless yeah. freedom this is a decision that you're making for yourself you know your parents aren't going to be there um, especially in college to tell you hey like go up to this person and be friends with this person and do this and do mm. that i think that's what mm-hmm. um i guess in our younger years like yeah you know when we were in our formative years our parents would be the one to make friends for us but now that yeah you know we kind of Hold. That's so true, actually. Yeah, like they set us up with their friends' yeah, children. Like a, yeah. a play date or something. <laughs> I yeah. don't even know if that's, you know, <laughs> people still do that anymore. But um, yeah, so now that we have our own time and we know how to, you know, budget it as we would budget our own finances as college students, I think, yeah, it's it's all on you whether or not you want to put yourself out there and make your own friends and you know, if you have target people in your mind, I don't know. Target um, people. If you have, like, target, target. people you want to be friends with, um, I guess that's a good way to be spending your time. Um, especially when you're mm-hmm. being... Yeah. Um, yeah, especially when it's a decision that you know um, it really comes from you and not from anyone else. I think something that comes along with independence, especially in the context of living alone for college, is that there's no one there to tell you what to do. Like, more yeah. on... Like, other than what you said, na nobody, na your friends aren't there to tell you to be friends with this person. No one's gonna yeah. tell you, like, it's time to wash the dishes. It's time for you to take out <laughs> the trash. That's so true. That's something, yeah. that's something you have to do out of your own volition. Exactly. And you have to deal with the repercussions, you know what I mean? So, 
I don't know, at least for me, it was kind of a trial and error thing. And I was like, okay, does this routine work? No, it doesn't. So I'll change it up. And totally, yeah, that's so like what Bea said, I yeah. love the word she used, ownership. You really do take ownership of your time. Yeah, you're really yeah. accountable for what you do with your time. Nah, if you mess up because you didn't do something at the right time, you deal with that. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And just like to kind of share one of my experiences with, with in the, um, being independent with my time, and I guess not just an experience, but really a struggle, is, you know, mm-hmm. during quarantine. Because I was talking to Therese about this, like, over the phone the other day. And... I really? Yes, I was. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, back on campus when I was in my dorm... I was in charge of my schedule, my meetings, you know, eating out, mm-hmm. you know. If I if I wanted to eat a late lunch, I would eat a late lunch. If I wanted to eat breakfast at midnight, I could go out and do that. Um, if I wanted to study out, you know, until God knows what time. But <laughs> if I wanted to study out <laughs> with my friends, you know. But I she's c- the one who always asks to go home first. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 10 p.m. Can I go home? <laughs> I'll, I'll get a grab. <laughs> I'm sleepy. <laughs> anyway. Yes, you know, if I wanted to go and do those things, you know, I I didn't have to think of um, anyone else in that matter. Not again, this is not reckless freedom. Yeah, because I I knew I was being responsible with my own time, and that you know, if the schedule doesn't work, at least I know I know that it was my own doing and not anyone else's. So the yeah. blame is no one but mine. Uh, that's so Mine's. true. Mm-hmm. I don't know the proper grammar for this. Anyway, there's no one else to blame but me. There's no one else to blame but The me. blame is none but mine. <laughs> yeah, so, and now that I'm living, you know, I'm back with my family. Okay, and disclaimer, we all love our families. We l- I love my parents. Yes. I love my sister. I love my yeah, parents. for sure. I love I my love family. Them. I love them to pieces. And I but, say that with conviction. Yes. Love you, mom. <laughs> I love them to pieces. But again, like just being at this age and you kind of just want to take charge of your own time. And I can't really do that. Yeah. While I'm at home, yeah. because I if I have three meetings in a day, I have three online meetings in a day, I don't think my parents would understand that they wouldn't even see it as a serious thing. And I don't know if you if you've come across mm. that same problem. No, I yeah, I definitely have. Like they'll be like, "Ano ba lang Yes, it, but like yeah, it's it's yeah. a legit meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and oh my gosh, and the the number of times that I've had to mm, zip my mouth and uh, throw away the key just so I wouldn't get. <laughs> A mouthful, an earful, uh-huh. but yeah, um, yeah. I guess that's one of the things that I really, I have is struggling with in terms of being independent with my time because I feel like I have to work around somebody else's schedule. Yeah, and get this, I can't even have a private room in my house when everyone else is having their meetings and all that. But uh-huh. um, I guess it's just one of the, the effects of Miss Rona. And Rona. I have to deal with that for Ma'am now. Rona. Ma'am Rona. I never thought I'd hear Bea say Miss Rona. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Oh, anyway, um, I guess that's my experience with just handling my time and how lately I've been struggling with it. But yes, I'm, I'm hoping that I still get to, um, I'll still be able to prove to my family that I'm responsible for my own time and that they don't have to baby <laughs> me when it comes to yeah. it because I can handle my own time. Um. Yes, that's my side. I think a big part of it then is pakikisa- pakikisama. How do you say pakikisama in English? Togetherness. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Cohesiveness. Because <laughs> I feel like it's a very Filipino quality, especially in, in, 
in households na kailangan mo makisama. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no English like translation. Being sensitive about the people around you. Like, being sensitive with the people. You're no longer just responsible for your own time, but you have to take yeah. into account everyone else's schedule as well. Yeah. Makikisama. Yeah. Love that. And that's a very Filipino, that's a very Filipino concept, I feel. Yeah. Because yeah. in, like, in Western countries, it's just like, oh, you don't want to eat, okay? Like, yeah, eat exactly. Me. But here, it's like, you're not going to eat at the dinner table with us? Like, that's such a form <laughs> of disrespect to them. But, but like, yeah. Deal. One thing I realized is how I don't need to be a carbon copy of my parents, exactly. Something I learned in class is how, as a child, you kind of see your parents as the best people on earth, as the wisest people who can't do anything wrong. So what tends to happen is during your formative years, you take in everything, every single piece of information in and you don't question that. But once I got to college, you know, I was exposed to different people. I was exposed to different ideals. And it just kind of made me think about what I knew. And if we say that the years 0 to 8 were our formative years, I feel like our 20s are our reformative years in a sense. Now, it's kind of like that period in time wherein we take everything we knew or we thought we knew and blend it with what we've learned out in the world on our own. And I think a thing about independence is that you kind of learn to respectfully agree to disagree. Now, the love is still there, but you don't need to to kind of take in everything they tell you without question. Because at this yeah. point in your life, you have to recognize that you you are capable of forming your own thoughts and it's not wrong to go against what you knew. If anything, that's a sign that you're learning out in the world on your own. Actually, yeah, what Theri said just reminded me something from my, f- again, my favorite documentary, Minimalism. <laughs> so <laughs> um, these guys calls them, call themselves the minimalists. And they were also kind of um, sharing an ideology or a concept and something. And um, there was this part uh, during the documentary where they said, we're offering you a recipe. It's there for you to think about. It's there for you to try um, to see mm-hmm. which is palatable to you or not. And I guess we can also see um, our parents or family, just family in general, as um, at least for the things that they're trying to advise us with or the things that they're trying to kind of instill in us we can take those things as as recipes those concepts those ideologies as um recipes which we're you know we're entitled to taste these things we're entitled to mm-hmm. you know know more mm-hmm. about them but that's a we good don't, way to put it we don't have to automatically say that okay i take this because you know the person i yeah. love said this to me Ooh, I think yeah. a really, a really <laughs> hard kidding. lesson I had to learn when living alone is that my parents aren't there to dictate my life. Like, they're just there to be mm-hmm. guides. So, yeah. like, I don't have to do everything they tell me. Within reason, of course. Like, if they tell me to go home late at night, of course I will. <laughs> because I'm a good girl, mommy. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and I think, like, one of the most tangible examples for independence with thoughts and actions for me is politics because it's something my dad and I don't really see eye to eye and in the beginning of quarantine because quarantine is such a political topic honestly uh it's something we've butt heads about a lot at the beginning every time he would give me an idea that I didn't agree with I just go like attack I just go attack mode like no you don't know what you're saying like don't you see the reality (laughs) but as as time went on I've learned to kind of respond respectfully but without adhering 
I've learned to have like these discussions with him that aren't just attacking each other. And a good yeah, thing about good. not agreeing about everything is that you really learn from one another. Like I see his yeah, perspective and he sees mine. And just because we're younger doesn't mean we don't have anything to teach our parents. They too can learn from us. Of course, we do it in a respectful manner. But at the end of the day, we're people in our 20s and there's something uh, they could learn from us also. We don't need to see ourselves as like just their children or stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah. That is so true. You know, like our parents sent us to this good school to learn and to think for ourselves Mm -hmm. and to be critical thinkers at that. Mm -hmm. So to be able to form our own ideas and to be able to just really discern for ourselves what is beneficial to society right now, what applies to certain situations, what's the correct etiquette, Yeah. what's the right mindset. You know, these are things that can also be generational sometimes. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, you know? So being able to kind of just have a healthy discourse with our parents is really important mm-hmm. because it's true. That's they the right learn term. from us. And yeah. we experience yeah. different things from what they've experienced. Like, I had a conversation with a friend Now, I think the reason why most most of the people in our parents' generation, they're quick to dismiss the struggles of others is because they don't have the eyes that we do. Like for us, we're growing up in a generation where information is literally everywhere. If anything, we're being overloaded with information. So we get to see the social realities even though we don't experience it for ourselves, if that makes sense. Exactly. So yeah, it's definitely a generational thing as well. Yeah, that is so true. And... Even they acknowledge that, you know, even the boomers acknowledge the fact that we are, we have this material at our hands, which is technology, that this broad place where information is accessible. And again, I'll say it again and again, they were the ones who sent us to great universities Mm -hmm. so that we can be critical thinkers, so that we are aware and we are on our toes with what's happening in society with what's happening globally or in our nation yeah. or up in the mountains you know they sent us there so that we can make a living for ourselves not only that but also think for ourselves mm-hmm. be depend be independent apart from them and you yeah. really get to get out of your bubble especially if you were sheltered like me you really get to see just how... So much passion when she tells her side of the story. <laughs> Things really work in the real world. <laughs> of the generation that came before us, it's so ironic and so funny that they know that they're the ones... I mean, like Bianca said, you know, our, at least in our personal context, our parents sent us to good schools. They know that, yeah. you know, they want us to achieve that critical thinking. And, you know, they want us to think right. You know, at least, mm-hmm. and um, I guess it's just yeah. ironic that um, now that now that we're thinking independently, you know, and we're trying to now that we're trying to find our our voice independent from theirs, it's kind of like they look at us and they they see a super complicated species apart from them, <laughs> and that's I yeah. feel like that's something that scares them or that's something that looks intimidating to them and they just want you know their children and their and their homes and their shelter and their loving arms and yeah i like to think that's due to how they want to see us as their babies for as long as they can like obviously i'm pretty sure us growing up is hard for them too but 
I feel yeah. like we can strike a good balance between letting us have our independence, but also not losing that tether with them. Like, not that we're supposed to be dependent, but but that we still acknowledge that we do need them in some aspects. Like, maybe not to plan out our day or to fix our rooms, but <laughs> to offer yeah. support and just, you know, because they're going to be the ones who will be in our lives no matter what. With what Bea talked about, um, independence of time, she kind of touched on this topic and she called it reckless freedom. And I kind of also want to talk about that. And as well as Therese, you know, she talked about being independent from her parents, um, being able to think for ourselves, being critical thinkers apart from them. And this part is actually called um, independence, period. period. <laughs> I love that. It's very Bianca. <laughs> it's so Bianca. It's on brand. So why did we decide, or what did I decide, to call it independence? <laughs> Period. <laughs> I mean, it's literally talking about the independence that we all kind of dream of, you know? The Hollywood... Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not Hollywood. The the independence... Cinematic. The, yeah, like the cinematic independence that college coming of age films have kind of painted mm, out for I us yeah. all our lives you know <laughs> yeah we all dreamt that like you know um just being wild and free and so young but that quote-unquote reckless freedom is actually so different from what you actually experience in college and i kind of touched on this a while ago when i was talking about my experience but independence is actually just a time for self-actualization and learning skills, learning new passions, and discovering yourself. You know, what it means to be you. What are the things that you love to do? What, oh no, that just rhymed terribly, terribly rhymed. (laughs) Okay, what we kind of wanted to touch on was, you know, how Therese talked about us living with our parents all our lives, and now we are able to be independent from them. And... Oftentimes, we don't actually realize this. This is something that I myself realized as well. But all my life, I kind of identified with what my parents told me or with who my parents mm-hmm. told yeah. me I am rather than yeah, like, kind of discovering that for myself. You know? Mm-hmm. My parents, all my life, maybe they told me I was maarte or maybe I was loud or maybe I was unclean with my room things like that but being in college made me realize that yeah i am loud but i also have times that i enjoy being by myself Uh, yeah i am kind of messy with my room but being alone and living alone kind of changed that for me made me realize that people actually don't clean up after me and that i need to clean up after myself figuratively (laughs) figuratively and literally (laughs) Things like that. And, um, you know, it's just that independence of actually being yourself. Not that that cinematic freedom that we see, but that independence of knowing and discovering that growth that you can actually get from being alone, living alone, being in a whole new place, Mm, um, being in a different environment, meeting new people. And that is just so exciting. You know, it's not that 
reckless freedom that was kind of painted out for us in college. But in reality, independence is actually a time for growth. It's a time to discover and create our own identities apart from our parents and also be proud of that person that we have created. Just coming off of what Bianca was saying about cinematic experiences in college, I think that's such a good way to put like how what people expect to experience in college. Nah, it's just gonna be this time where your parents don't tell you what to do. Your parents don't really have a say in how you do your day. But I'd like to think it's also a crucial part of where we learn how to deal with the consequences our actions make. It goes without saying that we do love our families and. Uh, like, we super appreciate everything they've done for us. But, but we're also at a stage in our lives where mistakes and reality bites are made. And this was actually told to me by one of my, my titas, who's also, like, one of my good friends. And because I recently did turn 20, and she was just giving me this kind of lowdown on what to expect in the 20s. And really is a time to try, fail, and succeed. It's a time to get to know who you are. It's a time to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And kind of just work on that for yourself. Independence plays a huge role in us getting to know who we are, truly. It's time for us to embrace our independence and kind of have our parents loosen the reins on us just a little bit. Because we have to face the fact that, I don't want to be emo, but they're not going to be with us forever. They're not going to be able to tell us what to do for the rest of our lives. And that's like a huge lesson that I learned while living away from home. And it's just time to be comfortable with failing. But it's also time to get out of our comfort zone, if that makes sense. That sounded kind of contradictory. But yeah, I hope you guys got what I meant. Nah, there's only a certain amount of comfort you can have at this point in our lives. With all that's been said and shared, independence is still a case-to-case basis. Parents are different from one another. Um, us, as their children, and you know, other, other kids are different. We're just kind of offering you our own experiences and our own thoughts as kind of like a departure point for you guys to evaluate your own situation when it comes to independence. And hopefully this discussion offers you a broader perspective. I mean, that is our goal at the end of the day. And that's it for this episode. Always remember to live original. Remix. Oh my gosh. It's the remix. It's the remix.